fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hi there, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and Hernando Umana. And we're very excited today. We've got Dr. Jean Hove on the phone or on the phone with us and video with us. So nice coming out from uh, in a library, we heard, which we're so glad to see they're being used. Um, she is a holistic vet for over 20 years. Um, 25. 25 years. Um, <laughs> and you're not still in practice. You're retired now? Mostly retired. There's okay. no such thing, it turns out, as being completely retired. Got it. Understand. Because, you know, friends have animals and stuff. Yes, of course. <laughs> and they're always going to call upon you. I know if you were anywhere near me, I'd be calling upon you. So I'm glad that you're here today so that I can call upon you. And I would love to talk about um, your most recent blog and the most recent um, investigation going on by the FDA regarding grain-free foods and the link to congested heart failure and problems with dogs and um, dog food. And I wanted to talk to you about that because I know it is con it has created so much confusion, um, both bad, both good, you know, where people are looking at what their dogs are eating. Um, I know we also had a recall with Hill's diet with a vitamin D, too much vitamin D. So I think that I think that we need to educate everyone and let them know what this really means. Um, I'm also always surprised at how much importance people put on the FDA and what they have to say. I, I saw at one point that you, um, you worked with AFCO. I would love to yes, know. Yes, still do. Still okay, do. I would love to know what the heck they do because I get confused by how they're involved in it. So I would love to know that information. But in a nutshell... Tell us what's going on and what, as pet parents, do we need to know to keep our dogs safe from the wrong food? And, um, and then, I mean, I'm a, I'm a raw, you know, I like the raw and the freeze dried um, options. And I try to encourage people to get away from kibble, but so many, as we know, use it. So tell us a little bit what's going on um, from both the stance of the FDA and AFCO and what this investigation is, and then what the real problem is and what pet owners can do and be, be more aware to make sure they're picking a good food for their dog and cat. Okay, sure. Um, the FDA got out over their skis immediately with their first announcement, which was premature and not all that accurate. Um, they accused basically boutique grain-free foods for causing uh, dilated cardiomyopathy in dogs, which does cause congestive heart failure, which I also have. So, hey, join the party. Um, they, um, they fingered legumes and potatoes as ingredients, as being common ingredients in the cases of uh, cardiomyopathy they had seen in dogs that were unusual. Now we know that Newfoundlands and, and golden retrievers and a few other breeds and specifically lines of dogs 
lines within breeds uh, have a problem processing taurine. And it turns out that big dogs, giant breeds, actually do make taurine slower and maybe not as efficiently as smaller dogs. But we, the FDA was seeing cases in very odd breeds of dogs, you know, smaller dogs, not the usual suspects. So they looked at the what they were eating and, you know, let me take a step back for one second. In the 80s, um, cats were dying of this exact thing or going blind because it turns out that taurine is really important in the retina for vision. Wow. Um, and it turned out they were all eating Hill's science diet cat food, all these cats. And uh, the, the guys at UC Davis that I know personally, really good people, um, figured out that it was a deficiency of taurine. Well, taurine is found in meat. It's an animal product. It's not like other amino acids that are structural. It's, it floats around on its own, but it's important in bile uh, and for digesting fat. And without it, it, there's a whole lot of stuff you can't do, um, like run your heart. So wow. they figured it out with cats. Now, every single cat food on the market that, uh, you know, is required to have added taurine. More really? Dry, more in dry food, more in canned food than dry. It turns and who, out- that, And who said that the taurine needed to be in the cat food? It was these guys at UC Davis. They published the paper and they said, hey, this is why, you know, this is a reversible condition. We're giving these cats taurine and they're turning around. Uh, and, so they didn't, and they didn't think the same would happen in dogs? They did not. Turns out cats cannot make taurine on their own, but dogs can. Oh. So they assumed that dogs were doing just a bang up job and no, no worries, problems. right? So um, then they discovered that some dogs and a few foxes and, you know, and a few other animals cannot uh, make enough taurine. Dogs make it from two other amino acids, methionine and cysteine. I'm going to get all sciencey on you. That's okay. I but, know those two. Yeah. And they're the sulfur-containing amino acids. These are, uh, so taurine is found in meat. So cats evolved eating meat. And that's, you know, when you put too much grain in the food and start substituting grain protein and plant protein for meat, pretty soon you don't have enough taurine to support a cat unless you add it. So you can still get a, okay, I'll say it, crappy grain-based diet um, for cats, but it'll have added taurine. The difference between canned and dry was really interesting and it may pertain to the dog situation as well. In cats, it turned out not to be as much a problem with there's not enough taurine floating around the body, but that the bacteria in the gut were stealing it before the cat could get it. And they steal it much more efficiently from canned food from, than from dry. So processing has an effect on the bioavailability of taurine, not on the amount, not it doesn't destroy it. Heat, you can't destroy an amino acid with heat, but you can change whether or not the animal gets it by, uh, by how you treat it with heat and, and the moisture content and all that stuff. Nobody is really sure that sure about it. And because they fixed the problem by adding Tory, nobody cared really um, until now. Now all of a sudden dogs are getting the same disease and they're, you know, the FDA is saying, well, we think it might be taurine. Well, you know, that's a pretty good guess. And, uh, you know, and when you have a food that has, you know, meat X and meat meal X, and then seven kinds of legumes and three kinds of 
potato protein, yeah, now we're now we have a problem because we are decreasing the amount of meat protein in the food. And I think that is the key that FDA is completely missing is that it isn't so much the ingredients in the food is that, you know, when grain, when grain free foods were first on the market, they tended to be a little higher in protein that has shaken out. Now grain free and grain based foods are pretty much equivalent in protein. So now you've got a lower amount of total protein and you're substituting plant proteins in there, yeah, now you're going to get a problem. And for dogs that either have a familial or breed disposition not to be able to make as much taurine as they need, or for some other reason, um, now we're seeing this happen. And I think probably in these oddball breeds, I think there was one Scotty and one Chihuahua, something like that, and a few cats. Um, in that, those cases, it may be just purely idiosyncratic. That particular animal has a defect in their metabolism. But, you know, they've had, what, 500 cases out of hundreds of thousands of dogs eating these diets for years. I don't think it's as big a problem, and I don't think we should press the panic button, but I do blame the FDA for wrongly pointing at these boutique brands. I did a survey on 19 actual cases that are reported on the internet. Um, and of the 19 different foods that were being fed, or the 19 dogs, they were being fed grain-free food. 15 of those foods were being made by Mars Purina or Champion, which makes a Kana and Origin. Mm -hmm. I have been disappointed in, in that company's response to this and there, uh, but that's, there's a been difference. no response. Has there, they said, no, 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 not us. Mm -hmm. No, we're fine. And then they changed the formula. So oh, they did uh, as I, yeah, I went, I, and looked I, I, was not, I was, I was not very impressed with their unwillingness to take responsibility. So that's just, right. personal. I, I don't like that. Right. I, so of course I did the same thing that when this first came out, um, I did the same thing. I went and looked at a bunch of dog foods. Um, what I don't understand is how like a raw dog food. And I looked at primal, I think I looked at answers too, and they do their analysis and taurine is not listed. Right. But if you have an overabundance of meat and especially meat that's high in taurine, like dark meat poultry, um, and fish, some fish, although I don't like to feed our pets fish because of the quality of the fish that's going into these foods. I'm not, you know, in the farm-raised salmon issue and all that jazz, you know, we could talk about this for hours, obviously, we don't have hours, but um, if you're using kind of a, if you're using a meat like lamb or beef or evidently kangaroo and a few others, um, that are listed in my article on my website. Um, there seems to be a problem with those, maybe in particular, or maybe those are the those are the proteins being chosen by the companies who are also adding a ton of plant protein. And and here's the most interesting thing. I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole for a long time, but the thing is that not all the dogs with DCM are taurine deficient. Not all the taurine deficient dogs respond to taurine supplementation. They are not very closely linked. And in fact, some of the studies I found said, you know, we can't really say anything about taurine and cardiomyopathy in dogs. We just don't know. Mm -hmm. 
And there's probably other factors. And there's many other factors. Could be the, uh, the microbiome of that dog. You know, it's not user friendly. Um, you know, for the for the dog, it's gonna it's gonna steal too much taurine, or but the the link is not clear at all, and the link to so called boutique foods is not even real because most of the foods implicated are, are owned by bigger manufacturers. Now, are they doing adequate control of what the you know when they gobble up a, a brand that was formerly good like Merrick? Um, you know, are they saying, well, you can't have that quality protein, you have to have this, you can only buy this, and you have to get it from China or uh, Indonesia, you know, there are a lot of sources for this stuff. Right. So, you know, we have quality issues, we have individual dog issues, we have microbiome issues, we have in inborn me metabolic errors, we have a whole lot of possibilities. Um, and maybe it isn't taurine at all. Maybe it's a deficiency of methionine. There is no requirement for methionine. There's only a requirement for methionine plus cysteine and a minimum for cysteine. So AFCO, which we'll talk about in a sec, really needs to look at their um, look at their stuff and say, and they just redid the nutrient profiles, but they're going to have to do something about this. And uh, the AFCO meeting is in about two weeks and all. So AFCO says these are the nutrients that need to be in pet food. Right. And taurine is not required for dogs. And, but uh, the other two are. Right. And because these, these values come from the National Research Council, which came from studies and yada, yada. And there is a very large safety margin built into those. Apparently not a large enough. And, and now does... Does maybe everybody have? Go ahead. Hmm? Well, maybe it's dogs that can't metabolize methionine correctly or something, but I am not totally on board with the isotorian deficiency because that has not been shown at all at, at, at this point. And of course, cats are getting plenty of taurine. Now, you asked about raw foods. We don't know what raw foods. We don't know if they're using commercial raw foods or if they're just feeding chicken necks or if they're just feeding. Um, turkey feet or any kind of thing. We don't know what those diets look like. So there are a handful of cases of DCM in raw fed dogs, not necessarily related to taurine at all. You know, these may be dogs that just have a problem, you know, big dogs that can't make enough or they're golden retrievers. I mean, they're, you know, golden retrievers have a problem. So um, I just, I just thought for sure, if I'm looking at a, um, frozen raw you know frozen from the raw state dog food that i'm going to see taurine in the analysis if why wouldn't there's i there's enough meat you don't need it you don't need it at all and unless you add it it isn't going to be in the ingredient list because it's an intrinsic factor in meat so, so like if I said, it's 90 percent meat ingredients you're going to have plenty of taurine yeah because okay, i thought it was so interesting they didn't list that but they listed the other two, but it's probably because of AFCO. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Duck Rob 
the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. So, uh, okay, my friends, uh, I'm in my 30s and we're all like trying to finally figure out how to take care of our pets. So I have a lot of conversations with them. And when they ask me, well, then what brand? I still have a hard time. Um, So what do you recommend? And how do you recommend having these conversations with people who are so new to, um, to taking their care of their dogs like this and not just feeding them primal There's, or not primal. Pure I now. can give you a real simple rule of thumb, feed variety. Don't oh. get stuck on one brand or one flavor of one brand or one picture of okay, a Okay, so I love brand. that idea, but how do I control the diarrhea situation? Probiotics and digestive enzymes. Right. And once your animal is accustomed to eating a variety, That'll all shake out. Okay. So my older dog who's having more trouble is because he's older. Like all my others are fine now, but um, he's still, still having issues. Yeah. Well, and you, and there's one thing you've got to consider with raw diet is meat is contaminated and it may be something in the meat. It could be a bacteria, you know, especially if people get pre-ground meat, like I would never, ever, ever feed commercial ground beef in a raw diet because the contamination issues are just so huge. Organic animals tend to be processed differently in a different facility and it's cleaner and whatnot. So, but if you are feeding turkey, 
for a week and then, you know, beef for a week and then uh, ostrich for a week. Birds tend to be high, uh, dark meat or red meat, is, it, it, ostriches and emus and Turkey. pigeons. And they, their meat is dark red because it's so much hemoglobin in it um, because they fly or well, or run is the case maybe in emus and ostriches, but they, they use their muscles unlike commercial poultry, which just kind of stand around Sit. mostly. Right. So yeah. for, so for our, like our common listeners who are very new to this and just want to be able to find a basic answer, the best answer going forward is to look to see that it has enough meat protein or enough taurine to supplement, correct? Enough meat protein. So yeah, meat the taurine's be in it. On the list. Gotcha. The taurine right. is in the meat. So you shouldn't have to supplement taurine. So as, as long as it has. People are doing it now. Okay. So as if long it as has, it, So they need to look in the back and make sure it has enough meat protein. Meat. Right. Great. And meat right. or meat meal. Now meat is 70% water. So meat at the top of the ingredient list does not mean a whole lot because it's the next three or four ingredients that are going to be providing the protein. So you want to make sure, especially in a, if you're, if you're feeding kibble, and I know if you have a herd of Newfoundlands, you're probably going to feed kibble because, you know, unless you're Bill Gates, you know. And what kibble and, would you feed if you had that situation? Oh, well, I would feed a variety. I work with a company called Only Natural Pet. And I, I love help, Only Natural Pet, I except that I have to, except that you have to get it at PetSmart. Well, you get it from Chewy's or order it directly from them online. Oh, I do. But I have a store, so I want to carry it. Call, but I can't. Call Only Natural. And I did. Them. They said they only can sell it to PetSmart. They have a deal that oh, only PetSmart. they have a deal with PetSmart. Oh, yes. <laughs> I but yeah. I love them. It's so funny because yeah, I just told I, someone you know, the other day, I go, if you're yeah. going to do a kibble, do Only Natural Pet. But now they have freeze-dried. Right. And they have, and they have power food that has the raw pieces in it and you know they have a lot of great products and you know I'm not a fan of the big box stores of any ilk um you know Petco PetSmart all of them you know they all have their issues you know um but you know sometimes we have to swallow that and just say you know I'm doing this for my dog and I, whoever gets the money at the end it doesn't matter right you know it's it's not gonna be yes anyway right so right. um yeah, and I, I, had a, I work very closely with them. And now you can't just formulate a food. You have right. to have a five thousand dollar computer program, and you have to, And I worked with the formulator on these things, and I would say, "Can we up the omega threes just a little bit?" And he would, he would up the omega threes, and the changes would cascade through eleven pages of spreadsheet. It is a nightmare to get everything right. It really is. I don't, so, that's why I'm always amazed that there's so many and someone's always coming up with a new one. I'm like, how the heck? <laughs> yeah. Do you and cook for your them, dogs ever? I don't have a dog currently. She's cats. Oh, excuse yeah, me. That's I, right. just moved, I just moved in with a dog, a corgi and yeah, we'll mm. be working on that. So I love that. <laughs> yeah, the cats always, of course, got raw food, but, um, and my current rescue cat right now is addicted to, like horrible food but you know he was a stray and he was on the streets and i i have to get him healthy first and then we'll start working on his diet it's like any port in the storm right now honey you want fancy feast i won't get you fancy feast okay like it you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do but once you've got them stable 
then you gently transition them to a better food. And if you can gently transition them to a variety of brands and flavors, because, you know, I, I Stone Chewy's has a couple different ones. Uh, Instinct has different ones. They're, most of the raw companies that I, that I like the best, you know, they have more than one protein uh, flavor that you can use. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, and so just it's, it's, you know, people say cats are finicky. No, they're just, they're addicted. And right. if you, if you change a little dog or a kitty cat to, uh, to say, well, okay, you get this for breakfast and you get that for lunch. And, you know, tomorrow you can get something different. My cats never got the same thing twice in a row. I was always changing things up. So, um, you know, once they're accustomed to the variety, like I said, they'll do great. And you can, you know, and I always recommend putting in, uh, um, digestive enzymes and probiotics and and the research i've done is is how important prebiotics are also and if i can give only natural one more plug i invented a supplement called complete gut health and if i do nothing else with the rest of my life that i can die happy because that stuff is great they did such a wonderful job it's got prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes it's palatable even my rotten stray cat will eat it Sorry, Perry, I didn't mean that. Don't. <laughs> but, um, but he likes it, and it, you know, if he likes it. If Mikey likes it, you everybody know, likes it. Everybody likes it, and it, I think it's it's the best thing I ever invented, ever because it is really so they did cool. a wonderful job with it. But I can't so, carry it, right? I can't buy it wholesale and sell it. No, I mean maybe maybe I can buy you a case and slip it under the tree. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. <laughs> I have a question on the AFCO stuff that you mentioned. Right. So AFCO says these are the things that sh this is what should be in the dog food. Mm -hmm. Does everyone have to follow it? If you're going to say that it's complete and balanced according to AFCO, you do. Now, there's two ways to do that. And one is by formulating it to the AFCO profiles, which is what most companies do because you just hire the nutritionist and they formulate it for you and you're done. Um, the other is by feeding trial. Now, feeding trial used to be the gold standard, but then there's this family rule that allows you to imply that the food was feed tested when it wasn't. It's a very big mess right now. Um, they're tightening up those regulations, so I'm, I'm happier with it now. But the but this, this so-called gold standard is you should have to start with eight dogs two can drop out for non-nutritional reasons six dogs six months that's a feeding trial if you're feeding the same food for years that is not going to work for you okay that is why i recommend the variety because even the super best gold standard taste tested foods you know you can't be sure and the the other thing i have to bring up is that you know the, our soil in the, is so depleted and I don't suppose it's any better in other industrialized countries or China or anybody else. You know, if the nutrients aren't in the ingredients, they're not going to be in the food. So you can formulate, you can look at the USDA database and you can say, okay, beef has these amino acids. And so if I put this much beef, it's going to cover that. And carrots have this much beta carotene and this, you know, you can formulate a food, but, those standards were, were implemented many moons ago. And because of the way we do farming in this country anymore with the no-till and the artificial fertilizer, the only things added back to the soil are 
nitrogen, potassium, and what's MPK, uh, phosphorus. Mm-hmm. And all those trace minerals, I mean, you look up organic versus conventional uh, produce, it's unbelievable. So, you know, now have have the AFCO standards taken into account the fact that the soil's depleted and the, you know, there's not the nutrition in the carrots that there was 20 years ago? No. No, well, we haven't. That and I, I feel else. like I totally agree with all that and the fact that dogs have been bred and inbred and exactly. um, That's where you get boutique dog breeds and all these things that cause. And some it. of them are darn cute. I oh, gotta say. Many all of them are cute. But ever. <laughs> I owning the, I mean, I'm sure you saw it owning the groom shop. I've never seen so many skin problems and tumors and yeast infections yeah. and ear yeah. problems. And yeah. And you know why? Because when you I do. have bad genetics, the first thing that goes is the immune system. Yep. Mm. So and that's where everything well, flows down from there. Well, speaking of all this and like uh, what's going on, ailments and immune system, have you been able to use CBD in your practice? Um, well, I'm you... retired, remember, and I yes. do, I give it to my friends. Yes, great. <laughs> so. But before, uh, while you while you were working, you hadn't gotten into that. It hadn't gotten to that point. I no, because I've been retired for 15 years. There was no gotcha. CBD. Right. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. If, um, I had, I, if I had my druthers, I would absolutely use it, yes. Because awesome. the hemp oil provides the alpha-linolenic acid. It does not provide EPA and DPA. And I want people to be very clear that if they're using plant-based um, omega-3s, they are not getting all the ones that they need. So, Oh, say that again? Plant-based omega-3s are all alpha-linolenic acid. The mm-hmm. two that are in short supply in our pet are... EPA and DHA, and those you get from marine sources. Uh, now, it can be, you know, now how the heck do you, I was to say, how do you find a good marine source to get it? I use a product called Moxor, which is a green lip muscle oil. And I use, uh, I recommend Nordic Naturals. I worked for them for years. They make an outstanding, beautifully pure set of products. I trust Nordic. I don't trust anybody else. I'll tell you, when I, I, I knew about omega-3s like a long time ago. And I was taking, you know, a nice health food store, whole beautiful omega-3 supplement. So, and I had taken it for years. When I started myself on Nordic Naturals, I could tell the difference uh, immediately. And then when I started on Moxor, within three days, I had more energy. It was unbelievable. So, you know, you have to look hard. And if you go to my website, littlebigcat.com, you can find it. Out. <laughs> I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I'm now late. I used to work for Nordic. I'm on Moxor's advisory board. So, you know, um, I am prejudiced. So sue me. Well, we would love to send you our um, our products so that you could try oh, them out. So I would that love you to. Give us a good plug too. But yeah, me yeah, and my kitty would love to try them. Awesome. We do include um, hemp seed oil in our tinctures for that. And hemp seed for that oil, reason. That, that hemp seed oil has, it, you know, it's not just about the omega-3s. There are lots of other fatty acids in that stuff, and they're all important, especially for skin and coat. There is no substitute. You know, EPA and DHA not going to do that much for your skin and coat. It'll make you a little glossier, you know, uh, because of just the increased fat. But the... EPA and DHA, those are doing things internally in the cell membranes and in the retina, in the brain, in the immune system. Those, those benefits you're not going to get 
from other omega-3s. So, you know, it's, you've got to, you've got to look at the whole picture. It's a, it's a pain in the took us, you know, there's, <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to make food and, and do holistic medicine, you have to educate yourself. It's not right. a simple thing. And what's the best way to, I mean, I know for on your site, I can find out everything about cats and I see a there little bit a on the dogs. There's a whole section on dogs. There's a whole big section on dogs. I know, but your site's called littlebigcat.com. So <laughs> Jackson and I, you know, we formed. Just a little prejudice. This, That's okay. We, did this, we didn't think dogs needed the same kind of help. When we started, when Jackson Galaxy and I started Little Big Cat, um, our main focus was behavior because cats are throwaway animals. If a dog has a bad behavior, you call a trainer or you call your vet. If a cat has a behavior problem, you live with it until you're sick of it and then you get rid of the cat. I think it's also being in the CBD, we were were fascinated by how people couldn't recognize their cat, whether it was stressed out or suffering from anxiety, you know, how that shows so much differently than a dog does. So right, exactly, and you, I see that you made these spirit essences, which sounds right. a lot like kind of like because we use essential oils and our tinctures. Also. Tell me oils. about that. They're okay, so tell me about flower. it. They're, they were based originally on on box flower, the, the thirty eight box flower essences. Now, I always said I would never make my own because that's like too woo woo for me. Well, apparently the universe had other plans, so I do make my own. But Jackson and I. Um, I had I had started Spirit Essences a few well about five years before I met Jackson, but um, it, and it was just the box flowers. But then I started finding all this other stuff, and we decided that we were going to resurrect our old Spirit Essences. Now they're called Jackson Galaxy Solutions on his website, and I'm sure you can get them at PetSmart or something. I'm you know, or you know you can definitely get them online, but. Um, you know, for, for behavioral things for dogs, cats, horses, and birds um, that we, we, we worked on formulas for all of those. We went to, a, to Colorado Horse Rescue and talked to the people out there and, and created some special formulas for rescued horses. I'm not sure he does those anymore, but you can contact me if you're interested. I'll find, a, uh, you know, I'll find the resources for you. But um, it's, uh, you know, cats just we're second-class citizens. You know, that's not so true anymore. But people were so uneducated about cats. Everybody writes about dogs. There are 50 million raw-feeding dog websites. But, you know, we are still one of the only ones that does, you know, that puts the emphasis on cats. You know, I love dogs. I miss my dog. I just moved in with a corgi. I'm so excited. Um, You know, now I have a little fluff ball walking around. And, uh, you know, and... uh, He's a better doorbell than, than the cat. So, mm-hmm. you, know. you can but, probably hear uh, my doorbell going off in the background. Yeah, right down there. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, we really wanted to concentrate on cats uh, just because they are resource poor. I love that. And what do you think the biggest mistake that cat owners are doing? What do you see them it, making them? Like, I'm sure they think they're doing something great, but what do you think the feeding biggest? Feeding kibble, feeding dry food. In my book, I, a professor I worked with called dry food, diabetes in a bag. It's the source of so many problems. If you have a cat with any kind of skin, bladder, 
kidney, um, sugar, blood sugar control, diabetes, weight, get them off the kibble. Dry foods are destined. And what would you? And what would period. someone? What would you tell them to switch to if you know they've been feeding uh, kibble? Do okay. you have a brand or a food that you like? No. Well, same same rules apply. But I'm telling you, the worst god awful two cents a can canned food is better than the best kibble for cats. Wow. Yeah. That's because a- the moisture is so crucial to them, and the protein is so crucial to them, and you know. Once you have them on canned food, then you can improve the canned food. But if all they will eat is like my Perry right now, you know, that's what you feed. Right. Then you work on improving it. Then you can work on adding supplements. Then you can, you know, use flower essences to help them with transitioning from one food to another. There's lots of ways to get around it, but just get cats off the dry food, please. And don't ever declaw a cat. Yeah. Thank gosh. That's all finally coming out. Finally. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we have been working on this for a very, very long time. Yeah. And Perry, my little rescue cat who was on the streets for many, many months, he is declawed. And yes, and he weighed about four and a half pounds. He's nine pounds now. So he, he lived, lived in the wild with no front claws. Right. Right. I hate people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, you know, I was just going to keep him for a friend for a couple of days that he had showed up in her house eating her cat's food. And she said, can you just keep him for a couple of days? My cats are already spraying. I got, she's got too many cats already, blah, blah, blah. So I took him on Christmas Eve. His name is Perry Christmas. Oh, and, my and Christmas morning when I got a good look at him in the sunshine and saw how emaciated that he was. And I looked at his feet. I said, something's wrong. Why are your feet so small? You seem to be missing a third of your feet. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got it pretty good now. But, well, but it, this was. Step, this poor cat. I mean. I what know. The, well, and that's how I feel every single time I see a dog suffering. I'm like, can I help you? And I know that they're coming to see the coming to see us more often than going to a vet if they're going to a vet at all, because we're the groom shop and they can't take the smell or the whatever anymore. So yeah. we try our best to get that that information out to them without scaring them or thinking that they're going to have to spend a whole bunch of money. Yeah, we are, you know, I just, I turned 65 and I just decided I could be rude if I want to. And I said, (laughs) dry food is a death sentence for cats, period. No, I, and I appreciate that. And I'm (laughs) going to share that message with everyone I know. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for SmartPots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me. You're I so really welcome. enjoyed it. I, I could do this for another hour or so. I'm sure I know we, really could, could we? <laughs> we could, but thank you so much. Um, we will get back in touch with you and let you know when the video is um, all ready. Everything's ready. Um, okay, and I guess I just messed up the ending of our show, but um, thank you so much again. That's it's fun. a dog's life with Angela Ardolino and Hernando Umana. And thank you so much again for joining Take us care. where if they want to find more information about you and I know we mentioned your website little big cat anything else I know you got a Facebook page which there is a little big cat Facebook page and I do pay more attention to that I have not um, been very very good about the um, the website and I'm in the process of updating it now but it's uh, there's just been so much stuff happening for the last nearly a year I know. Um, but I'm getting back into a routine and things are settling down and, you know, so I'm hopeful that I can really put more energy into, into spiffing that up. If anybody is a web designer and wants to, you know, <laughs> well, I have to get rid of a friend, then add you as a friend and then I'll invite <laughs> you to all the things and then you can invite me to yours. And okay. I think all you have That's to do good. is make me an admin, um, and then what we do is a couple of us all help each other on our pages. Oh, okay. So okay. because the the raw feeding one has like ten thousand members now, and literally right. hundred people a day are joining. It's so crazy. We yeah. all help yeah. him get through all of those. So I'll find yeah. out. Make sure we're yeah. getting Okay, we'll figure that out. All right. Also, are you going to um, the holistic better vet conference in September? Not this year. Okay. Right. Uh, too much too much is happening my my new housemate who is my college roommate from you know 50 years ago um she just had triple bypass surgery so uh, oh she goodness. needs a lot of a lot of uh, assistance at home at this point oh, and that's wow. just coming up too soon okay well i so, hope to meet you in in the flesh soon i'm sure we will well if you're ever in beautiful downtown boulder colorado is that where you are awesome yeah. that's where i went to school 
I lived in Boulder oh. and in Denver. Yeah. I sort of went to school there in the 70s and never left. Did I've you moved, really? I've, you went to see you? Yeah. I've so tried to I. move away. I've tried to move away and I come back every time. Well, the reason that I moved away is because I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, and I couldn't take the snow. <laughs> so that's and, why and right now the reason I'm in an air conditioned library is because it's 97. So <laughs> it is here too. It's a sauna. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank but you so much. Dry heat. <laughs> oh, I know. I know the difference. Thank you so yeah. much again. It was so nice thank meeting you. I appreciate yeah, your time. We'll, we'll be we'll be in touch. Okay. Awesome. This is uh, I think you know we're finding our tribe members slowly but surely all as we go. I agree. I agree. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. bye. Thank you for joining us here on It's a Dog's Life with Angela Artelino. You can follow me on AngelaArtelino.com or CBDDogHealth.com. You can also download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, and on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.